Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a post-game edition of the Talking About podcast. Gutty win for our Philadelphia 76ers, who, despite missing multiple starters, pulled out a 110-102 victory over Milwaukee. Great performance by Joel Embiid down the stretch. A lot of great contributions from guys up and down the roster. Unfortunately, there is a Tyrese Maxey injury that kind of casts a black cloud over the situation. We're going to discuss that a little later. Um, But first, let me reintroduce our own David Early to the podcast to flush this all out with me. Dave, how you doing tonight? I'm good. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, so aside from the Tyrese thing, so let's just the bare bones of it, get it out of the way first. And we're going to kind of talk about the potential ramifications later, but so Tyrese having an incredible first half, 24 points in the first half alone, very late in the half, uh, comes up, you know, limping has to go to the locker room. The initial x-rays are negative, but he's scheduled for an MRI. You know, we just saw with James Harden recently where, yeah, you can say Maxie was able to shoot the free throws and like didn't immediately have to leave the court. But that was kind of a similar situation for Harden when and then he later gets diagnosed with a tendon strain and is out a month. So I don't know, Dave, you're you're always looking at injury stuff closely. And what, what, what did you see? What what uh what are your feelings about? you know, Tyrese's potential injury here. Yeah, probably like many of you listening, I thought at first he just rolled his ankle and it didn't look too bad. Usually when you see a guy roll an ankle, you look how much did it roll? Did like all his body weight come down on completely sideways? You want to see like, was it an internal or external? Because if it goes inwards, that's more of like the high ankle. I was looking for all that stuff. Tyrese goes marching off into the stands then he's quickly ruled out, and my heart sank when Cassie Hubbard said they're thinking left foot, and he's getting an MRI. And I was like, oh, that, that already puts us into a slightly more or very much more dangerous bucket than in these ankle roll scenarios I was thinking about. Then I had the thought, like, they let James Harden play more than 30 minutes on this severely sprained left foot. Could they be being opting for conservative and saying, Whatever it is, let's just get you an MRI because you never know. Um, but um, just felt like based on the reporting that there was a little bit more concern. Yeah, you, 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 the, according to all the beats, um, you could hear Tyrese kind of like cursing as mm-hmm. he went off the court, just out of like anger and frustration about it. And, you know, Tyrese is not a he's not a guy that like typically does that sort of thing. So you can tell he was really frustrated and he had to be hurting. So. Yeah, yeah not... you just hope he didn't feel like a pop or a, you know something <laughs> ugly. Yeah, so not great. Um, we'll await word on the MRI uh, to come Saturday, but yeah, let's before we kind of talk about what an extended absence for him would mean. Let's talk about the win because it was an incredibly gutty 
and exciting Sixers performance tonight. You know, no Harden, obviously. Tobias Harris was ruled out um, not too long before tip-off, so that's another starter they were down. And then you lose Maxi, you know, late in the first half, who, you know, gave gave you everything he could for a half, like kind of carried the offense in the first half with 24 points, but, you know, don't have him down the stretch, so that's a big loss. But they still, they still pull out the win. Joel Embiid, 32 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 blocks. Just he he really had the mid range game going tonight, and he's just hitting those those elbow and free throw jumpers one after another, which he really needed to do because I think maybe more than anyone else in the league, Brooke Lopez presents a difficult matchup for him. He's not able to just kind of bully him around the rim, and and Lopez has enough length where you know, I think he blocked three Joel shots, and there were there was the one where Joel was kind of on a fast break situation, did his little you know. Cr- crossover Euro. dribble yeah yeah euros stepped stepped across brooks body and usually that's you know cash money is big enough he just extends at the rim throws it off the glass and it's good but brook was able to like recover get get his hit get his hand on the ball and block that shot there was another one in the first quarter where you know joel tried to just power his way down and, and brook kind of like stifled him twice once once with the body going up and then joel tried to go up again and brook got, got the ball cleanly so that i mean that kind of worries me down the road just because if, if you're playing them in a playoff series, you have Giannis, you have Brooke Lopez. I don't think there's any team in the league that's better equipped to deal with Joel Embiid. Um, so I, I also think it speaks to you know his greatness that he still found a way to help his team. The, he was hitting those shots, ended up with 32 points. The eight assists as Milwaukee was just sending one double team after another at him. And he was, you know, calmly reading the defense, finding his guys, making good passes more often than not. He had the, the key assist late in the game to find shake under the basket when they, they threw a couple guys at him and shake was wide open for a little lay in. Um, yeah, just overall gutty performance from Joel, not, you know, not one we're going to talk about down the road, like his 59 point performance over the weekend, but against a, a really quality opponent. I, I think this was almost as equally impressive in my mind. Yeah. Joel won the, the in-game chess match in this one. I came out kind of, Worried and disappointed because it didn't look like the game plan was in the Sixers' favor. They were baiting him into tempting him and taking all these mid-range shots. He wasn't getting the – he didn't have the touch on it early on. And I thought he was starting to force a couple. And I was like, uh-oh, this can get away from them. You know, they were down big. And Lopez, like you said, Lopez just plays him so well. He had a few blocks right at the rim on him the first time they met. The Bucks opener of the season, a win here in Philly. And he did it again tonight. But Joel kind of won that chess match. He went right at him, played some bully ball in the fourth quarter, and then he drained a pair of mid-range shots, kind of fading away around the free throw line. Then he made the right pass. He was finding Niang. He was finding uh, Melton. He found Shake on the one you mentioned, the the Jordan to Wennington famous jump ball <laughs> kind of yeah. play there. Yep. Um, yeah, good. Good comparison there. For... Jordan's double nickel when they he was draining all of his mid-range shots. So finally they throw two at him and he leaves someone right under the rim. Joe right. found him. So it was a great yeah. play. Helped put it away. Yep. Um, J- just barely found Melton. Uh, the the D'Anthony made a, a terrific catch. It, Joel, the pass was oh, pretty yes. pretty errantly high. And he kind of like reached back a little, little like OBJ homage and and pulled Justin it in jefferson yeah 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 more more recent one yeah sure uh and and not only caught it but managed to keep his feet in bounce along the the sideline in the corner which you know 
we've seen enough Furkan Korkmaz out of bounds <laughs> steps over the years to know, yeah, to know that that's not as easily, it's easier said than done. And then uh, he was wide open, but you know, a lot of times guys get in their head about shots that are that wide open, especially if it wasn't a clean catch, but he still came to three. So really important, uh, pivotal shot for, for the Sixers, uh, you know, with just a few minutes left in that game. Um, yeah. We're, before we, we go on to Melton and, and the, the rest of the supporting cast, uh, what did you think about the job that they did on Giannis tonight? So Giannis finished 25 points, 14 rebounds, four assists, five turnovers. So, you know, solid game, not one of his better outings. More, I think most importantly for how the Sixers were able to succeed against Giannis is just, he just didn't have it working at the free throw line tonight. He was four or 15 from the charity stripe. Just seemed to be one of those nights where he was in his own head about it. And the fans were obviously, you know, getting their free Chick-fil-A. So they were they were all about it. Um, but do, I, I think they they did a good job varying the coverages. I think they they threw different things at Giannis. What, what did you see in their attempts to slow uh, slow down the Greek freak? I think we owe one to Chick-fil-A in this one. I think <laughs> I think, it, you know, it's all about that free throw line. And if he shoots better from there, they probably emerged with the victory in this one. Um, the, the coverages were good. I thought they played him pretty well. I mean, what can you do? You can see Paul Reed really, really moves his feet well and still gets dunked on sometimes. Um, when this guy determines to score, he can get to the rim and to the point where you think he's going to have to do like a scoop layup and then he just dunks it. And you're like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, he's got those um, long strides and he, he he manages like turn a corner and everyone, anyone else would just like it'd be like a little floater or something. And it's like, yeah. oh, he, he can just get to the rim with that one step. Yeah, he's still done with it. It's, <laughs> yeah. And it's so crazy. He's so good. When he came out and drained a three, I was like, oh, no. And then it turned out to be a terrible shooting night for him from the, from the stripe, at least. And um, yeah, and, and from three as well. Um, He finished that was that three he made was the only one. He finished one of five from behind the arc. I, I know. Yeah, I was I was watching the ESPN broadcast and, and Doris Burke kept, you know, bringing up why. Why is he shooting that? Like there's 17 yeah. seconds left in the shot clock. He, he should be for that one. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I thought. You, you honestly couldn't probably do much better against Giannis. Um, I, I, you, you certainly benefited from the the four or fifteen night at the line, but you know that's 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 part of the honest package. So that there are going to be nights like that, and you kind of you hope for the best in that regard if you're the opposition. Shooting threes when he probably shouldn't have been and not making his free throws. This would have been a perfect segue if we were going to talk about Ben Simmons tonight, but we're not. <laughs> Uh, blissfully, we do not have to talk about Ben Simmons if we don't <laughs> we, want to anymore. <laughs> we do soon. In a couple days, he's coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm not on that post-game pod. So, uh, you know, best best wishes to to Jazz or whoever's covering Tuesday night. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. When we get back, we're going to talk about the, uh, the supporting cast and the jobs they, step, the jobs they did stepping up with uh, all the key absences the Sixers had tonight. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 
360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, and we're back. Uh, let's start with George Niang, who... 17 points, four of eight from three. Just one of those guys that never seems phased by being in big situations. And Joel loves playing with him. He loves Niang's like cockiness and energy. You can, you can tell he likes having him on the floor. And this goes back to like the Ursan Ilyasova days where Joel always is happy to have like a stretch four out there that can have a quick trigger and can triples. Um, of course, the the downside of Niang is his defensive limitations, but I don't know. I feel like Milwaukee has more spots. You can hide a guy like Niang than, than, you know, a team like Boston. I feel like Boston has more, you know, versatile ball handlers up and down their, their roster where I, th- I think there's a lot of, you know, three and D less multi-dimensional offensive weapons on the bucks where you can find spots to, to kind of hide George and, Obviously, you have to do your best to avoid getting him in pick and roll situations and switches against, you know, their more formidable guys. But I think Milwaukee is a pretty good matchup for him. Um, what, what do you think about that idea and, and Niang's performance overall tonight? Yeah, I thought I thought like you said, you captured it. He didn't look rattled. Uh, he often has these games where, I mean, we we should be tipping cap to him like, when we say a Niang open three, he's really not open that much. He's taking very, very closely contested shots comfortably. Yeah, they're, they're open, but it only lasts for a second. Where Yeah, exactly. So it's like, um, it's not something that a lot of shooters can do. I mean, there's some guys that we regard as snipers for shooting 40%, but they're not taking them the way Niang is taking them. He's taking them with guys right all over him sometimes, like, with a hand covering both of his eyes. And I'm like, wow, he didn't really seem to mind. Um, he's not, uh, he's not like, you know, Kobe Bryant jumping like very, very high in the air and fading away. So, you know, even if you put your hand in his face, he's comfortable. Niang, it's like, he's barely jumping. It seems like you might tip it. I think he might've had one tip tonight. So it's a real testament yeah. to his poise on his release. How good he is at these. Yeah, uh, and, he, he, and he had that nice floater for the end one too. Yeah, um, he he he's always had a little bit of a, you know, verve to his off the dribble game. It, he mm-hmm. he doesn't bring it out too often because that's not his role in the team. But yeah, he, he, he was he was kind of like a point forward back in his Iowa State days. So he does he does have that in his bag a little bit. Good reference, nice. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, he did have the one block. But you know, his, his high release, quick, 
quick uh quick trigger um all on phase trigger yeah yeah all all really make him a a useful guy to help spread the floor and they they certainly needed it tonight because you know no Tobias and then Maxi goes down so suddenly they were playing uh they're playing lineups with Paul Reed and Niang as the forwards with either they had both Embiid and Harrell lineups at the five with with Niang and Paul Reed just you know it was a skeleton crew you know because uh they also had Matisse who you know was questionable coming into the game he played four minutes but they they clearly didn't think he could go big minutes tonight um so yeah really I guess eight bodies available by the end of it and yeah Paul yeah, just some... tweeted like I know we're sword handed, but this lineup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think the one he was referring to was was Harold Niang, Paul Reed, um, Milton, and Maxi, maybe or something like late, yeah. late in the first half. Um, and and they probably had a similar one in the second half that was Milton and Maxi, or Milton and uh, Milton rather. With when once Maxi was out. Yeah, um, it was definitely a Milton Milton because I was like, oh, the Milton Milton. <laughs> it's the uh can i buy a vowel backward <laughs> um yeah, let's talk about shake who kind of a roller coaster night for him a lot of good plays also a lot of just like visibly bad plays where you know bad pass or bad defensive rotation uh he had three turnovers but all in all 15 points six assists three three turnovers but he was a, a team best plus 17 on the night um when no one else Next highest was PJ plus eleven, so really uh, good job when, when he was in the game by and large. Considering he probably wasn't expecting to play thirty-one minutes tonight, uh, so what what are the Sixers going to do going forward? If you know Harden's out, I th- we think two more weeks based on recent reports and his return to the practice floor. Um, Maxi, who knows, but doesn't seem like something where he's going to be back immediately. So I think I think two two weeks for him would be, probably be a best case scenario. Uh, do do they just ride the Milton Milton backward for the next two weeks? Uh, that's problematic for all the lack of ball handling reasons we've talked about all season. Or, or do you think Daryl dips into the I don't know like the ten day pool and tries to bring like at least some true point guard onto the roster for a couple of weeks? What do you think? He might do that, but I I do think it probably wouldn't matter. Doc hasn't shown a huge willingness to play those guys that we had Anthony Tolliver who never cracked the rotation and doc was like minutes. What do you want me to play more <laughs> Tobias? So even well, if they, they, they do... just got to find a, another 34 year old or something. Then. Yeah. Then maybe. <laughs> but even if they did sign, like they, we've had Grant Riller here and there, right? Um, yeah. I, I think that they probably will lean into this Milton Mountain thing. I think shake. We were talking about it a little bit offline on our Slack. Like, how much should you be leaning on shake? How, how much of a backup point guard do you really need when Maxi and uh, Harden are healthy? And I, I argued not a ton, but now they need him a ton because neither of them are healthy and, and shake probably earned quite a bit more faith going forward with this nice performance. I mean, I did our bell ringer tonight. I'm like, how did I not put shake in there? I, I think I messed that one up because 15 points and six assists and a big win. I thought he earned, himself some more minutes moving forward for sure yeah you might hear hear about it from the commenters there i hope so yeah <laughs> keep me honest guys yeah um but yeah i i guess if you get this version of shake you you can kind of tread water for a couple of weeks i think this is probably one of if not his best one of his better performances this season he's really kind of had a down year and maybe that's just not having a defined role and you know sporadic mimic sporadic minutes so 
the fact that he'll he'll be called upon and, and know what he has to do when he takes the floor each night. Uh, maybe that helps him. But yeah, I, I think we we've seen Shake have good stretches in the past, and it's you know hopefully he can kind of turn back the clock a little bit to past seasons and uh, you know help help the team out when when they they certainly need him uh, these next two weeks with Harden and Maxi out. Funny to say about a 26-year-old turn back the clock when you're 23. <laughs> yeah, what was it? 2019. When what was the year he he caught Doc's eye with the Clippers, the 30-plus point game against the Clippers? It, mu- and... <laughs> it must have been the 2019-2020 yeah. season. Doc's last in LA. Yeah. So, and and that bought Shake a, a very long leash for Doc's first year and a half here. Um, it did. <laughs> uh, I guess we should finish up with uh, the backup center situation. Um, Paul Reed was the first big off the bench tonight. He played 12 minutes to Harrell's five. Neither was too impactful in the box score, but I thought Reed did a pretty good job defensively. You know, had a, he drew part of the honest responsibility. I thought, you know, did as, as well as you could under the circumstances against Giannis. Um, you know, had one, one put back on, on, a, on an offensive board and, you know, not, not a hugely impactful thing, but I think he looked better than, He's he's been in a bit of a slump the last few weeks, and it was kind of angering people not not only because they want their guys to play well, but everyone you know pounds pounds the floor for Paul Reed constantly. So any crack for Doc to say, well, look, Paul's not playing well, so I got to go Harold. That that I think that frustrates Sixers fans doubly. So, but but better performance from Paul tonight. Um, I don't know any anything stick out to you in regarding those two guys. Yeah, Harold has clearly has the better differential in terms of plus minus. He's been positive and, and Reed's been overwhelmingly negative. And Doc has been playing Reed more and first over Harold anyway. So maybe there's some sort of change of heart that we've seen. Uh, I think the fact that Reed was a plus five in this one, like if he was a minus 15, I would have been like, that makes sense. We at least slowed Giannis down a tiny bit when Embiid was on the bench. Um, you'll take that. But he was a plus five. They won the Paul Reed minutes in a game against Milwaukee. That's completely insane from our baseline of last year. Like we played Paul Millsap and Giannis dropped like 13 straight or something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. That was the, the disaster <laughs> sequence. Yeah. Last time. Yeah. So putting into its proper context, a tremendous effort. Um, he had a pair of stops in the first half that I found impressive. He wasn't able to convert the bucket on the other end. Uh, and maybe Milwaukee you know, kept pouring it on anyway, but just slides his feet well. And I don't know that he's the answer for the championship version of the Sixers, but I do think that he presents some much better upside um, in defensive games like this, where you need to hold a championship caliber team to like 102 points than Trez. Not that there's no role for Trez. Like I think Trez can be really helpful. You saw when he got in there, how he was able to finish and get some free throws, um, which helped put them in the penalty. I get could be wrong, but um, I like Reed's defense for sure. Yeah, I mean, just once the playoffs roll around, you really only need a guy to play like eight to ten minutes because Joel's, you know, best case scenario with if he doesn't have a broken eye socket or torn torn finger or anything else, like he's able to give you thirty eight to forty minutes in a playoff game. So just a guy that can bring energy and not hurt you defensively and just stay within himself on offense uh, and crash boards or whatever else. That's, that's really all you need. So I think Paul Reed can do that. We'll, we'll see. he's, 
it's been a little more up and down this season for Paul than I think people probably hoped, but he's getting his chances. Um, good game tonight for him. So positive, positive signs there. All right, Dave, I think that'll, that'll wrap it up for us. Um, the maxi stuff is, is certainly a, a huge bummer and we'll await word on the MRI and hopefully it's on the, the better end of the spectrum as far as those results are concerned, but still really, really good win tonight. I thought, you know, Milwaukee's missing some guys too. They don't have Middleton. Drew Holiday was limited. Um, they're missing Connaughton, you know, a couple other rotation guys, but still like you had Giannis playing a really intense game. You could tell he wanted it tonight. Like he, he had it revved up. Bobby Portis had a nice game. Brooke Lopez played well on both ends. So yeah, this was still a really quality Bucks team and for the Sixers to come back from being down double digits early and they were losing by three midway through the fourth quarter and Joel kind of led them on that, that comeback and pull away for the win. Uh, yeah, we'll take that. That's a really, a really quality win for the Sixers tonight to get over 500. Um, um, this is my prayer circle for Tyrese. <laughs> this is your, uh, your foobah. Yes. Like, yes. This not is letting, my good, good omens. For yeah, Tyrese. Not, not letting bad thoughts enter your, your mind space. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. We all, we all hope that cause you know, Joel's picked it up lately, but on the whole, there's it's been more frustrating than not for the Sixers this season, and Tyrese has been one of the uh, brighter spots. And so we we he hope to see full, him back on the floor. He had a full game line in 21 minutes tonight. Yeah. So it would just be crushing if he had to miss significant time. Yep. Yep. So all the best thoughts for Tyrese and his foot uh, as we await word on that MRI. But 110-102 win for the Sixers. They're now 8-7 and seven on the season. Dave, it's been fun chatting with you about the win. Um, where can everybody find you online? I'm at David Early on Twitter and all my writings at Liberty Ballers. It's been fun. Thanks for having me. Good Absolutely. Um, do you do you want to give backups in case? I, I know everyone thinks Twitter is going <laughs> to collapse any day now. Oh. <laughs> are you, are, are, Yahoo groups. Do you have a, yeah, a MySpace probably, account you're going to revive? <laughs> go hit me up on LinkedIn. I'll, I'll start I'll start talking about the Sixers on there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love that uh, everyone keeps every day thinking it's going to, I don't, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think, I think it'll, it'll like a cockroach. Twitter will remain with us. <laughs> Probably <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, I am at Philly fast break. Um, and of course, read our stuff at libertyballers.com. All right, Dave, thank you. Thank you to all the listeners out there. We'll catch you next week and have a great weekend. <laughs>